0: Welcome to Cruxcast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. We speak today to Elder Olofsson, who's the CEO of AEX Gold, their Greenland based gold developer listed on the TSXV. Also, uh, recently here in London, they've raised uh, £42.5 million uh, sterling recently, should allow them to deliver their 18 month accelerated. Timeframe to production. Uh, No PFS, no PEA, no FS. Um, And so, slightly unconventional in that form, basing it purely on historical data, obviously was enough to get the institutions over the line to fund them. So, it should be an interesting listen and view. Enjoy the podcast. Eldor, how are you, sir? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? Yeah, not bad. Thanks for coming back on the show. It's good to see you again. You've been uh, very, very busy. But first of all, I always get people to give me an update. What's happening in Greenland? COVID, weather, anything you like. What's the update? Oh
1: yeah. Greenland, the update on Greenland is that they're COVID-free. So uh, I guess being an island, well, one of the largest islands in the world and with not too much population, they they handled that perfectly and very well. Um but the country is just getting more and more investment and it's actually quite open for business. There are a lot of companies uh, interacting in going in back and back and forth to Greenland, building on projects, etc. etc. So so that's that's good to see.
0: All good. All good. Okay, well look, um, we had a great interview with you a few weeks ago, but for people perhaps new to this story, give us that one minute overview and then we'll pick it up from there.
1: Right. So we own in South Greenland gold assets, more than 3,356 square kilometers of gold licenses. This is basically gold on surface. Uh, And in the midst of that whole gold belt that we hold, we have a past producing mine called Nalunak, which we intend to get back into production to support the growth of developing more of these deposits and also to support uh, uh, dividend payments and increase in production in Nalunak. So that's the kind of a, story and what, what we're all about
0: okay thanks for that um well let's us talk about what you've been doing since we last spoke because you've done two quite big things one you've listed in London because you're yeah. your t 6 D company as well and you've gone to raise uh, a big lump of capital and there's not too much happening in London so I think that was that's quite a big deal over here so why don't you talk us through what you've been doing and you know how that went and you know was it easy to raise
1: capital yeah yeah well yeah you're right these are Quite challenging times, and this was the first uh, IPO in London uh, passed after post COVID. So, we were very pleased to get the support we got. Uh, we raised £42.5 million uh, for the development of the Nalanok property and all exploration for the next 18 months, or, or actually longer, next 24 months. But in 18 months' time, we, we intend to start uh, Castro. Uh, we used we raised quite a lot of capital. You will see that we, we diluted ourselves by fifty percent. But what we see it, this is a growth story. This is a story where we can build multiple mines in an overseas jurisdiction where you have high grade deposits on surface. And on top of that, we are building it in a manner which is quite unique. I would say because we have green resources available to build. Our energy demand need and we can do things in a way that we can we we can basically create green ethical gold as we call it and by having Nalanak, where you have knowledge space of two operators that mine the asset and now us we we can learn a lot from their successes but also their mistakes and one of the key issues for us is to we've been operating this asset for the past seven years we've always you know We've never taken on any debt. We've, we've always done the right thing, I want to say, using that data that already exists. And one of the key aspects there is that when you start a project like this, one which is a growth, project, is to be well financed. And we were really glad to see that the London market was able to support that overall plan, building a full cycle gold company in Greenland. Okay, but
0: you, were listed, you are listed on TS. On the TSXB. You do yeah. have a Canadian following, but, so why did yeah. you feel the need to come to London? Why you listing, certainly for a company of your size? That's quite an outlay, first of all, and two, were you not getting the love and attention that you wanted from Canada?
1: Well, I think first and foremost, I think London is a, a fantastic mass market to raise capital. This is the financial hub of the world, or you can at least one of them. And I think there have been less and less mining stocks, certainly Gold stock available in the London market. So we saw that as an opportunity. Secondly, I think Greenland uh, is quite close to London if you think about it you have you know UK Iceland and Greenland it's all in a kind of a similar way so I think I think there has been more and more focused in Greenland and I think the London market understands Greenland quite well uh, last but not least I think the London market also understands the concept of building a full cycle gold company. What I mean by that is that we want to be able to re, you know pay dividend to our shareholders we want to be able to built-up growth potential in the region. And this is a jurisdiction where rule of law, it's an OEC jurisdiction where we have rule of law, good mining code, Our, uh, you know, as I said earlier, we're doing green ethical gold, which means that we are considerate of the environment and this pre- prestige environment that we're working in. And I think having all of these combinating factors makes us quite unique in the London market. But I think also that the investors in the London market, this is something that, that they've been looking for. I hope at least, and, and that's what we saw in this race is that we, we managed to raise this capital and, and got fantastic demand and, and good, good investors on board due to these reasons, I believe, quality of, of all aspects of the project.
0: Okay so, so, that's, so that's why you like you saw a gap in the London market, and mm. I guess you have to wait and see whether that, that is uh, true, but um, gold companies in Canada are having money thrown at them, in not very good. Gold companies are having money thrown at them as well. So, um, were you not capable of raising the money over there? Would that not have been a sort of cheaper solution for you?
1: Well, we were. We raised a bit of money there in the IPO. To be honest, so that we we did we fundraised in both markets. Uh, to be honest, so I, that's what what I looked at. Is I looked at the fact that, yeah, sorry, I looked at the fact that uh, we wanted to be. Um, we wanted to be in a position to have access to as much capital and as much shareholding pool as possible. So, this gives us that freedom. So, we, we have no intention at this point in time to delist or do anything like that in Canada. We want to keep the both listings. But we just saw that uh, it, there are so s- scarce amount of opportunities in the London market. And this being in Europe, uh, it is under a Danish flag, but Greenlandic home ruling government. And I, I think. Uh, it should have a very good appeal to, to the London market.
0: Okay. And you worry, you're not worried about um, your focus, your time, your attention and your money split between two exchanges?
1: No, I think we can manage that. I think we have gotten a very good um, uh, experience in, in, in working in Canada. We are now obviously focused in London as well. It means a little bit longer hours for me, but I'm used to that anyway. Uh, you know, I, I and and then it just it is what it is. But we also are better capitalized, so we have more resources to build up um, good communication with our shareholders and future shareholders as well. So that, again, this is one of the reasons why we raised sufficient amount of capital to be able to build up this opportunity to 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 where we wanted to get to.
0: Okay, so you you originally made an announcement at the end of June. You said you're going to raise forty five million uh, pounds. Sterling, uh, you actually ended up raising only 42.5. Was that did you have an issue getting it across the line? I mean, why was it less than you set out to raise?
1: No, certainly not. We raised the 42 million sterling, 42.5 million sterling, because we thought that was actually the actual right number. Um, we the total project, project cost is 35 million. That's exploration and development of the mine we had already included a considerable amount of contingency, more than 30% contingency in the whole overall cost. So that would include potential delays, drop in grade, all of these different aspects. Once we're getting closer and closer to our execution, our whole operational team in Montreal has been building up bidding processes and so on. And a lot of our costs are then starting to get confirmed during this process. So we just simply saw... There's no need for so much capital it actually dilutes just too much and then on top of that we've also been offered a lot of um, different uh, uh, financial um, uh, lending and uh, uh, leasing and other other types of uh, uh, financial support that actually allows us to raise uh, less capital and, and and making sure our shareholder would be would, would get face less dilution and the biggest economical um, um, uh, I should say, impact for, for themselves. Yeah.
0: Right. Okay. Because I mean, when we talked last, you talked about, you know, return on capital for investors, of which, you know, you were at that time 10% uh, shareholder. How much did you put some money in this round as well?
1: Yeah. 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 So we, I put it in like the board and the management. We, before this round, we owned about 20 percent stake and we had invested five million canadian dollars to ourselves and we all participated in this round as well quite significantly uh and 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 we've done that in every single round that we participated so far
0: Okay, so let's let's talk about what you're going to do with this money because if you are talking about return on capital, we've got to tell us what you're going to do. Let's maybe focus on the development component, and we'll come to exploration in, in a minute. So, yeah, one of the things you talked about was maybe skipping out the PEA and going straight to feasibility. So, let, let let's talk about how you're going to spend your money.
1: Yeah, so in the next uh, couple of months or so, we will have firm bids and and offers of all of the biggest components in our, in, our, in our project. So you will have seen in our press releases in the past two weeks, uh, uh, results on flotation, results on uh, gravity uh, test work and all of these distant, different tests that we've been redoing. And, and so uh, majority of all of those uh, uh, proposals uh, will be out before mid or end of August, I should say. And then we will start detail engineering and fabrication once we've uh, 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 selected a a provider for these different aspects. That actually puts it into more than the feasibility. We're actually doing that. Uh, And then on top of that, what will then happen is that during that, that's going to be all of this equipment and camp and mining equipment, everything that we need is going to be prefabricated, tested, and then shipped to site uh, early next year. And then we'll start by April, May, uh, developing in Nalnak and, and starting to uh, uh, go into uh, taking out essentially. While we're doing all of that, we actually our team is on the ground today, <laughs> I'm glad to say, and we, we are starting drilling in Nalanak uh, and we're starting all of our exploration over all of our properties. So this will be ongoing up, up until end of this year. So we are testing targets more, more than I think 20, well 30 targets of new deposits, and we are also drilling uh, quite significantly in null to to uh, further and further enlarging our our exploration uh, target at site, and and tee everything up for 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 development next year.
0: Okay, so if I look at the history of this project, it, it's not pretty. You've had a couple of companies. Try and fail to get into some kind of commercial level uh, of, yeah. of production. Um, they haven't been able to do it. So can you talk to me? And you, you know, and I think the thing that excites people about your project very high grades, and we're talking sixteen grams a ton kind of uh, level. Um, so remind people what it is that you know you've got, if you, mm-hmm. if, you, if you don't mind. But also maybe also share with us some of the lessons from previous failures.
1: Yeah, I think I think generally. There are two operators that mind, mind mind, and we we looked at it with very open eyes when we took on this project. So because for us, it's important, you know, in my previous work where I've done exactly the same thing and then as is to know exactly what you're going into. And the key thing here with this project is that the geology is fantastic. OK, that's what you need to know, because if the geology is not there with you, then you can have problems. You can't change geology. You can change everything else. Well, with these two operators, the first day we had Crew Gold and the later on Angel Mining. Crew mined majority of all of the gold, and they were very successful. Crew mined the asset from 2004 to 2009. They were doing 50 to 70,000 ounces at a $530 uh, cash cost, and you know so, and they were shipping all of the ore to, first to Spain and later on to Newfoundland. So they basically proved the exploration study. Exploration method, they proved the mining methods, the processing methods, and operational um, capabilities on site. In the back end of uh, 2009, in the aftermath of the financial crisis, Crew was going through their own restructuring because they had built up asset base all around the world. And they, so, Engine Mining PLC took on the asset and they did very little new mining. They built a processing plant on site. They were in the kind of the end of the last cycle of, of, of where the gold prices started falling and so on. So they had a lot of operational and um, financial difficulties, to say the least. And this is in a public domain, so I'm not, I'm not criticizing or saying that you can look it up yourself. So I, I don't think that represents maybe much mining. Well, they hardly did any new mining. And therefore, by looking at all of this historical data and seeing that crew actually mined 350,000 ounces, they very successfully, they followed the structure, they proved all the mining methods, and so on, and so on. When you had the angel mining, they were using old equipment, they had failures on the equipment, on generators, they had quite a bit of high turnover staff, and so on. All of these aspects we looked into. And how are we addressing it? Well, all of our equipment is new. Our processing plant is brand new and pre-tested. We're well capitalized. we don't have any debt in our structure at all. We worked on this asset technical studies 43101, a new uh, a new new kind of a full set of assets for the past seven years with this project, and we've always come on budget and followed our plan so far so So that's the kind of a difference I see there and i think I think it was Pierre Lassant who said. If you want to find gold, go to the last place <laughs> you mined it or, or where it was. That's how you, and that's been our strategy. So we defined this resource of 250,000 ounces and then this 2 million ounce expansion of that resource where we sampled and we drilled and we drilled more than 10,000 meters to firm all of this up to be in the position where we are today. So that's why we feel so comfortable, uh, com- confident and and so do our investors because we can we can kind of it's, if we basically laid the data in, in front of them and 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 show them what we've been doing and 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 that gives us this uh yeah so
0: so, so tell me so tell me why you've raised 42.5 million pounds sterling you know given like you said it's 50 percent of your market cap you di- sorry you diluted yourself by 50% in, a, in, a, in a, by doing that why not take it in increments? I'm just saying again, trying to understand the mindset. Do you want to be fully funded through to what point? Could you have done it a different way and why didn't you?
1: I think what our focus has been is to build a, when we say a full cycle goal company, that's another element to your point about history of the project and history of working in the Arctic. Okay. So when you're building a project like this one in the Arctic or Iceland, where I come from and other places, you want to be able to be in the position where you don't have to rely on is the gold market good now or bad now, because, uh, you know, you need all of that capital to start production. Secondly, a lot of our resource expansion will come from developing in the deposit, doing tunnels on the deposit. That will give us us, we believe, the highest impact of increasing the resources. That means we can work all year round. That means we have to build up quite a bit of infrastructure to be able to do that having all of this infrastructure in place will actually allow us then to explore the whole region very inexpensively and cheaply. So it gives us a platform. When you're working in Greenland, you need to be able to be in a position to be your own boss, so to say. You can't rely necessarily on different contractors coming on site like you can do in Canada or even in UK. You need to own and operate uh, everything yourself. And that's how you can compete on cost and, uh, and aspiration results and so on compared to other opportunities. What has really changed since we started this project in 2013 is that you know people are thinking more and more where to put their money from an EEC point of view and you know can they invest in places like Africa, Latin America, Russia? These are concerns. People are also considered and they want to be in OEC jurisdiction. People and investors are also considered about about uh, environmental uh, and 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 how you operate in within the community. Are you paying good salaries? Are you paying good taxes, royalties, and all of the rest of it? So all of these different aspects high grade. A lot of infrastructure in place, which means our development risk is very very limited or low because most of our investment is coming from somewhere else. We're well capitalized. Uh, the cash flow uh, from high-grade resources, at least from our past drop-in, was really good. They were doing it at $530 per ounce cost. And then the expansion of resources is, is something that we can really, really build upon. And this, you know, has not taken into account any kind of a debt instrument, bond instrument, or anything like that before we start. And so, when we, when we are, for example, starting our production in 18 months' time, we will have already stockpiled then. Worth approximately one year's worth of, um, of of ore before we start. So before we start, you know, running it through the mill, we will have stockpiled all of that ore on site, on surface. That you know, all of these things is to be able to say to investors, like I said, I want to be in the position to pay, pay dividend, support that uh, exploration in other regions. Uh, and also expansion amount and I cannot simply do that unless I'm well capitalized in the beginning and I, and I have a good visibility on my uh, cash flow a uh, year ahead that's how you do a proper planning with these things okay so in 18,
0: so in 18 months time how much cash do you think you're gonna be sitting on
1: we never go on to 10 million Canadian dollar uh, on our bank account that's just the rule in our whole company mm-hmm. uh, we have allowed in that scenario to have six month delay drop in grade, Drop in, uh, uh, in 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 uh, volume, increase in development costs, All of these different aspects, we played within our, into our model to be able to make sure we protect ourselves correctly and deliver the value that we support to investor. Maybe to your invest uh, your question about dilution, because it's an important one. When I built my last project in China, where we built up the largest geothermal district heating company in the world, city after city after city, we. When you have a growth project, you want to build the foundation from the beginning really well. You want to have good shareholding pool supporting you. And if you do that, we have the potential of building 30 of these Malinak mines in the whole region. And That's what we are going to be now delivering to the market in the next few months, is that we're doing exploration on all of these different uh, mine, uh, sorry, deposits that we have, where you have high-grade Either quartz vein or granite on surface, and they extend sometimes for kilometers over the distance. And we're going to be testing that and delivering that. So once you have nanolab, you have your SAA, your EAA, all of your studies, your operational base setup. We can then start doing this again and again and again and again. And that's why you want to be well capitalized. So when you build your next mine, then you can look at the debt market or. Or the market actually, when you're in cash flow and so on.
0: So, so what's so what's the answer to the question? I said, how much will you have in 18 months? I know you won't go below 10 million, but is that is that where you think you'll be at 10 million?
1: No. So we 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 have it. No, we have it. uh, So at 18 months time, we will be generating cash flow from that point in time. So we have yeah. So we will be at 10 million uh, Canadian dollars, but that's assuming we go full ahead with all of our exploration and development yes
0: right okay so what I'm trying to get at is you're telling me you're gonna you think you're going to be in cash flow in 18 months okay yes which is pretty aggressive so what have you what have you got or what do you own what have you inherited to be able to start processing the one year of stockpile how does that work
1: yeah so so during that time, by July next year, we start uh, developing underground. We do two kilometers of underground development. So we will have then taken out about 50,000 tons uh, before we start. In addition to that, we have 20 to 30,000 tons stockpiled already on site. So that's 70,000 tons. A yearly production for us is 100,000 tons. So before we start, then, then we're there. So you say an aggressive timeline. We have 18 months to pre prefabricate built processing, but not on site in in Canada and we bring them in on trailers right it's a plug and play setup so that's plenty of time if we would not be in a position to be in that in that period we have already allowed another six months of delay within our capital model not that we think we're there but because this is plenty enough time for that so
0: but there's no, no PEA, no feasibility study, no definitive feasibility study. You're building this with no studies. So why should people feel comfortable with what your, your approach?
1: So, so the confidence is this one. The feasibility study, the, project of the, 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 the history of the project is this one. It, it was discovered in 1994. It got drilled and developed. It got a feasibility study made in 2003. Then you had mining all the way to 2014. That's six years ago, right? So what we have done is that we have a technical uh, um, uh, report, 43101 uh, technical report on the project, which defines all data and all of the facility around the project. So we're restarting production from where they stopped. That's, that's where it. Is. And what is the, the key element of when, are, when you're restarting uh, production like this one is to define more resources. So we currently have a resource of 250,000 ounces. What we have been doing in the past seven years is to define larger resources. So we have 250,000 ounces at 18.7 grams per ton, but we have more than two million ounces in front of us. So what we're we going to be doing? Well, we're going to use the same mining method, same processing methods, which are all proven and are there. And the mine itself is in a stellar condition. So it's just literally in weeks' time we can start again.
0: Well, I hear you. But I'm trying to work out if it does make sense. So which is you, you've got two hundred and fifty thousand ants resource. You're saying you've got two million in front of you, but that's you've got no piece of that's paper. Which, target. That, that expiration target. There's expiration target. So I like yeah. say expiration target is it's easier to say, but it it's not there yet. So it comes to that question of scale. How quickly, given you've now got capital, Are you going to be able to get to a point where you can actually provide some numbers around scale and maybe you're going to need to do it more regularly over the next 18 months to give people comfort that that is the opportunity. Because the grade, there is no doubt. It's is there enough scale to make this economic? So,
1: I mean, how do you answer that? Yeah, I mean, definitely. If you look at, if you just look, I cannot say it from the regulations, point, but I can only talk to in the past. So, if you look at the grade and you assume two thousand dollar gold price, and you look at the five hundred all dollars sustaining cost, right? You are looking at your payback period. This is less than a year if you're doing say hundred thousand tons or fifty thousand ounces a year, right? Well, the development into that deposit will increase the resources at the same time, right? So during that first 18 months time, you're not, you have something in already there with 250,000 ounces, right? And then once you're developing, you are then developing into that exploration deposit, which makes this so unique compared to any other, other, other deposit. And if you want a, re- a reference or a comparison, look at Makassa, look at Segovia, look at all of these different mines where you have, small initial resource, inferred even, right, because you have high nugget effect. And then while you're developing in the research, you do two things, you produce and you increase the resources. That's why these companies, these mines have outperformed the market again and again and again. right?
0: Okay. Now you've got the Danish State Development Fund as a shareholder um, so I guess getting licenses and permits must be pretty easy, is it?
1: No, it's nothing like that. I think they, they, Danish State uh, Danish Growth Fund and Greenland Growth Fund they they are just a separate entity from the government. Uh, their license policy is is a very straightforward. Um, it's uh, uh, anyone can apply. You could apply if you wanted to. You had the technical capabilities and the money behind you and, and the history. Uh, And and then you can do that, and then if you uh, it's an open door policy. So if you fall into competition, then you're going to be weighed up. But there's there's no bias there at all between between them.
0: Okay, okay. So talk me through the next eighteen months precisely. What, What what's first up? And, where do we, and I know where we end up. We end up in production, apparently, so uh, talk me through what what you're seeing as the challenges ahead of you over the next 18-months.
1: Yeah, so so what we are going to be doing, we're going to start with further drilling now in, in Alnac, so going to drilling more and more in in, in uh, South Block and, and that area, expanding both our knowledge base and then also make the drilling more denser. And That gives us a very good uh, track record before we start developing on the on the resource. So in this kind of a mining, you drill for structure, you drift for grade, okay? And that's what we have been doing and will be doing. Then uh, in Unlock, at the same time, we will be finalizing the bidding process for the camp, processing plant, surface equipment and underground equipment, and the, and the mine contractor, right? They will then be on site uh, in, uh, in April, May next year, once we will start setting up the camp and, and all of these things, and then we'll start... Drilling again and and doing all of the work in Nalak. now and only speaking to Nalak. Uh, in Nalgan as well, this year we will be starting doing foundation uh, for the for the processing plant or expanding the foundation where where the last uh, we have current foundation already. So we're expanding that foundation and we're also doing the same thing for the plant. Um, we will then be doing uh up until end of this year expiration of on all of these different targets that we have within our license portfolio and delivering that to the market uh, over the winter months at the same time okay so once once we're in july you asked about that you're doing uh, two phases or so about four meters a a a, a day or two thousand meters over four months so by end of october we will have then done two thousand meters of development into the target Last time, crew Gold, which we talked about earlier, did 2,000 meters of development, they declared more than a million ounces of resource. I'm not saying that's the case this time around, but that, that, that's the potential. We're going into the deposit uh, and, and taking out ore at the same
0: time. Okay. Um, when, when you raised money, you must have been saying to the brokers or to um, institutions, this is the scale of the opportunity. They must—they needed some kind of economics around this to understand why they should give you their their money, right? So, please help me. What is the what is the sense, your sense of the economics around this? So I get an idea of where this could go.
1: Yes. So I mean, if I look at the past history of the project, uh, their yearly production was 50 to 70,000 ounces a year. Their mining method and the processing method they were proven. What we're going to do differently than Krug Gold did is that uh, is that we're going to move and make sure that the processing plant is on site. And the reason for that, there's cost of shipping the ore, and there's also losses. Right. So 50 to 70 thousand ounces a year at a $1,500 gold price. Right. That's, or let's say, $2,000 gold price. That's up to 100 million uh, US dollar a year in in cash flow. Right. With this kind of a grade, in the past they were doing 500. 530 all in sustaining cost. if you look at the Makassar mine similar grade five to six hundred all in sustaining cost. that needs to be proven through our operation as well but that's the kind of that's why we are so interested in, in developing and taking this forward. When angel mining was mining this uh, there is more there's not as much visibility on the costing and so on due to the fact that they went into administration. So, we, we need to look into that in more detail. Here.
0: Why are you so keen to talk about dividends now, even before you started producing? Uh,
1: due to the fact that the opportunity of this grade gives us the potential of uh, paying dividend, right? So, when, you, when, you can, when can you not pay a dividend? If you have a massive deposit somewhere, sub one gram per ton, and you take on as much debt as possible to be able to bring the product online because it costs you a billion dollars or whatever. You pay the debt holder the first seven years, all your free cash flow, and then after seven years, you start generating some cash flow, but then you only have three or four years left of your mind. And due to the fact that you don't have anything more than, it's due to the fact that you had to define all of the resources before you started. In this case, we have funded everything with equity on front. Having this grade gives us the opportunity of quality cash flow, right? And therefore, if our plans and our focus points is correct, that should generate a lot of cash flow, right? And therefore, we would like to be in a position, I'm a large shareholder, we would like to be, be in a position to pay dividend to our shareholders just to compare ourselves to any other company out there and also just to have discipline on our operation, right? I've gotten the question from many of our, our investors in this is that why would you pay dividend? The other assets are so great. They are, they, you can build up so much resources there. Wouldn't you just spend it all all in-country? And, and develop more and more of these. Um and that my answer to that is that yes to some extent. I understand then that there will always we will always take a view on that. But having that discipline, the same discipline I had to undergone for the past seven years, I think is as important for a company. And you cannot simply do that if your balance sheet is not correctly set up.
0: True. Um okay, well let, let, let let's see let's, you know, see how that plays out. Um now, talk to me briefly, if you may, about your approach to the twenty or thirty odd properties which you mentioned to me last time. Out, I mean, surely that's got to be parked up to some degree. Where are you going to approach it? Use some of your capital to capital to sort of develop those. You've got a sense of what you've got.
1: Yeah. So uh, we basically fully funded both exploration and the development of the mine. Okay, we funded the whole thing, and. So we will be using capital to uh, explore these deposits. So just so I go through it step by step. So we, we're going to be defining them this year, t- testing, you know, these are all surface outcrops that we are now sampling for several hundred meters. One of them is called Vagar, which we are going to make sure we get drill ready by sampling more and more on surface. We're going to do some prospective imagery as well and so on. And we hope to be able to, to bring results of that to the market in in october then we have twenty or thirty other of these targets with, with where you have just vast amount of of, of deposits on surface which makes it so unique and then next year we have already funded the drilling for nabara that's within that budget that we already have and then following that we can then use the cash flow from the minor operation to 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 f- further fund uh the drilling of these other deposits right
0: okay brilliant Eldor, nice, nice update. You've been very busy since we last spoke. I mean, well done on the fundraise, first of all. It's going to give you the optionality to approach this the way that you want. So, you know, stay in touch, pick up the phone, let us know what's going on. It seems you've got a lot to do in the next 18 months. So, no doubt there'll be news flow. Brilliant. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast?